Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Arena. Our score after two periods of play, Merrimack leads Army one to nothing. The difference in the game, a second period goal by Justin Husser. Rob Tadizak's been terrific in the Army goal with 30 saves, while on the Merrimack side of things, Rasmus Tierenden's been sharp, stopping all 13 shots that he has faced. Our guest here in the second intermission is Chris Aliano. He's the Assistant Sports Information Director here at Merrimack. And while Chris talking about tonight's game here, last game before the break, you don't often know what you're going to get, although you know when you play an Army club that it's going to be a hard-fought game. And that's certainly been the case. The Warriors, after a first period in which they dominated play but weren't able to get on the board, they finally use a power play to get a goal, even though it's not officially a power play goal. Still, you know, they springboard off of that to get the goal just after it expires, and that's the difference right now. And how nice is it to finally generate some offense off the power play? And as you said, officially it's not a power play goal, but right after it expired. And that's something that this club really needs moving forward. They've struggled on the power play, although statistically I believe they're in the top third, top fourth in the league. They had some early success earlier in the year, but it's been uh, you know, a struggling unit as of late. It's sure nice to actually get a lead off the power play. And, you know, they're, they're buzzing all, all, all game long, Mike, 31 to 13 on the shots, as you mentioned, and uh, it was just nice to finally see some offense off that power play unit. Well, Chris, uh, you come to Merrimack this year as Assistant Sports Information Director, right? Uh, tell us about your background and, uh, you know, what you've been doing before now. Well, first off, it's much fancier. You're making it sound much fancier than it really is. Uh, you know, I got the I got the offer from Brad Davis back in May. Uh, last year I was at Bryant University. They were obviously a former any 10 school, so a lot of ties between Merrimack and Bryant. It was my first job out of college. Uh, I had a, had a blast down at Bryant. It was a similar position in sports information. And I was trying to get back a little bit closer to Boston. I was a BU alum uh, in 2011. And, you know, Brad gave me the opportunity. And I've been having a blast out here. You know, I got thrown right in the fire after uh, after the summer show, August 15th, so almost exactly four uh, four months of the date now, and had a very busy fall. It was a really fun fall. I'll tell you what, I had some really good teams. I had obviously one of the most uh, was a part of one of the most memorable men's soccer seasons in program history, and obviously field hockey very strong as well. So covering 11 sports, I believe officially as a, as a sports contact, very busy. Obviously, you know, I practically live here, but it's been fun. You know, what else would I rather be doing two years out of school? Involved in college athletics and pays the bills, and you know, having a blast. I'm working with some great people. Well, tell us from your perspective, coming from BU, obviously a Division One school, and I imagine you worked with sports information there and a number of their programs. And Bryant, of course, also had moved up uh, several years ago. Division One programs as well. And, and Merrimack, a case where hockey is the, the flagship sport at Division One, but a number of other sports, Division Two, that have had a lot of success as well. It, it sure is different. Last year, Bryant was the the last year of their four-year transition from Division 2 to Division 1, their first year officially in Division 1 all across the board is this year, so, I mean, last year they were running that running that ship like it was any other, you know, big power school, big 10 school, you know, a mid-major power school, they were trying to, you know, show that they were about as, po- as polished as a product as possible because, you know, they had the NCAA review board come in, you know, in the middle of October and they kept getting checkups throughout the year because, you know, the NCAA, if they see you screw up along the way, you know, especially with the clients, you've seen all these stories, you know, especially the big time football and various other big conferences you know you have one little slip up they'll pull the plug on you and you know Bryant was very fortunate they've had some great leadership there and now they're fully division one so it was uh, it was a great year to really build a solid foundation for me trying to get some solid not only SID experience 
because, you know, see how these smaller schools, you know, a school that I, you know, like to try and get a job in right off the bat, you know, with these little experiences I had coming out of school. It, it was a great year to build that SID and uh, just the overall foundation of how these athletic departments work. You know, at BU, I was more involved with uh, the media standpoint. I was more wearing the headsets, calling some hot games, calling, you know, the, I was a sports director at the student radio station my senior year, so I was more involved, not with the media relations side, but the actual media side. And, you know, I had some great contacts there with the, with the SIDs down at BU, and they helped me get the job with Brian, and then had a great year there, made some great contacts there, and that kind of sprung for me out to get this job at Merrimack, and, you know, I'm happy. I'm really happy to be here. There's a lot of success, very strong tradition at, at Division Two. Obviously, you know, there's been the talks about trying to make the jump up, if and when, you know, what that is, what remains to be seen, but I, I think Merrimack has a really, really good thing going all across the board. You know, it, there's no complaints. If you're good all across the board in the majority of your sports, I don't think anyone should be complaining, and I think people kind of oversee, you know, their, you know, a little bit lulled by that sight of Division One in the future, but not a lot of people. And coming from Bryant last year, I saw how long it, you know, how long it takes and how much it takes. You know, a lot of the Bryant sports that I cover, you know, they were not very good, and that's because you take your lumps during those four or five year transition period. And you know, I think that's not what I think that's what a lot of people don't understand right away that it is a process. And I think Merrimack has a lot to be proud of where they are right now, and obviously where they might wind up down the road. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up. I wanted to ask you. You have the perspective both from. BU and also Bryant, you know, seeing, uh, you know, BU's an established Division One school, and, and Bryant's a school that's made the transition, and and in some ways may still be in the process of making it, even though they are full fledged now. But uh, you know, looking at Merrimack and, and and thinking, thinking, if you were to think of them now as a school that could potentially jump into that boat as making that transition to Division One, and, and comparing the, the the situation in the different sports and so on to those other schools. Uh, I mean, does it look like something that they'd be able to pull off? I don't see why not. There are a lot of similarities here between Merrimack and Bryant. BU, I kind of put off in its own category just because of the student body size, you know, 14 to 16,000 undergrads. You know, the resources are a little different. You know, they have had that long-established history of hockey for almost 100 years now. So there's a lot there, a little bit more endowment, a little bit more money, and a little bit bigger uh, facilities. But I compare this to Bryant. You know, the facilities, obviously there's no hockey down at Bryant. That's probably the one main uh, differential. But, you know, between the facilities between here and Bryant, pretty similar. There's obviously some uh, some room for improvements. The big ones, I guess, would be basketball and right. football. And as far as basketball goes, we know that they're talking about playing here in the hockey arena. And then football, how does it compare with Bryant? Uh, I'd say between here, between Martone uh, Mahile Field and, and Bulldog Stadium, a little bit bigger, the press box. I, the real comparison probably should be Lawrence Stadium down the road, right? Obviously. That's where they've talked about playing Lawrence Stadium. I, I think that Lawrence Stadium looks it, it looks gorgeous. I'd say that might even trump Bulldog Stadium just from the sheer capacity size. But uh, you know, if you can tie up that knot with football, you know, maybe you, you play football there. I think this is a great soccer and field hockey field. Obviously, you know, maybe there's some rooms of adding a second field where you know behind baseball softball is maybe another turf field for uh, you know possibly lacrosse slash a baseball softball combination. But uh, it, it really is just that. Shoring up the details with facilities, I think, is the one thing that might stand between, you know, Merrimack and Bryant being neck and neck. Because you go back and look, you know, in, in the record books, Merrimack was a little bit better than Bryant in most of the sports. I, I think Bryant was in the men's title game back in 2005, 2006 in basketball. But hey, and Merrimack had a great rivalry. Obviously, Benton's been a very strong power. Obviously, UMass Lowell has kind of put its name into the runnings of uh, possibly making that jump to Division One in the near future as well. So a lot of these schools, and I, and I think UMass Lowell's a little different because they're a public, they're a state school, you know. 
they're going to have public money in that category. But it's uh, I see a lot of similarities between Bryant and Merrimack, especially uh, especially school size is probably another big comparison. You know, why can you make the jump with these uh, two with these two schools, student body wise, as close as they are possible? I think Merrimack is a little around 2,300. Bryant a little bit about a thousand more. So I think the main goal for Merrimack is try and bubble that student that student population, get a little, a little bit more money into the facilities. And I don't see why you can't see this school. You know, division one, ten years down the road, maybe maybe even sooner than that, five, ten years. All right, Chris, interesting stuff. We'll have to see how things develop. Uh, appreciate your perspective. Pretty interesting. Appreciate you joining us. Wish you happy holidays and Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Thanks, Mike. It's been an honor. Thanks a lot. All right, Chris Aliano, our guest here, second in a mission, Merrimack, one army, nothing back. After this, you're listening to Merrimack Hockey on The Game, WGAM.